Welcome to episode 317 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. He is wearing the same shirt this morning as he wore last night. We'll talk about it right now. It's Russell John, the fisherman. What up? How you doing today? I don't like how that started. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? You pulled it out. I thought you were going to forget the name of the episode. I pulled it out. Not on camera, sir. Oh, my God. Mm. All right, Tubin. Tubin? (laughs) You don't know Tubin? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah, we're not not revisiting that. No, thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm very hungover, by the way. Oksana last night uh, puked in the bathroom downstairs. Oksana Valerian of Osachi, you're puking? It got... Absolutely everywhere. <laughs> what happened to me? <laughs> we haven't drank in a long time. As a reminder, we're all in our mid thirties. Yeah, it's true. And um, she I, doesn't. She doesn't remember spending eighty dollars on pizza. Nope. She also doesn't remember uh, passing out on the bed, spread eagle snoring <laughs> sideways with her legs off. There's no evidence. It's I didn't your take it sideways with her legs off. Did yeah. you get diabetes in the middle of the night and Russell took care of it? <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, she was out. It was uh, incredible. We got wine and vodka and beer and seltzers and yeah, it was great. To bring in additional commentary on this uh, <laughs> new development, I bring in Randy Michael Stat. Randy, what do you think of these shenanigans? Uh, yeah, it sounds like we might be a little too old to be drinking seltzer, wine, beer, and vodka all in the same night. But uh, I don't know. I'm not. I've been hungover recently in the last like year or two. I'm not going to shame anybody for having a good time. Let's see, I'm drinking a beer right now. Approach. Very interesting approach. I he know. came in with judgment, <laughs> and then he kind of he kind of tapered off a little bit. That's how I do it. He walked in, talked shit, and snuck out the back door. That's exactly. (laughs) Fuck, Randy. When were you hungover? (laughs) And Um, and your your shots don't count. Kind of recently, I guess. Okay. (laughs) No, I, um... He's like, yeah, I got hungover from my two shots of Pfizer, dude. Dude, uh... No, we were... I, I think we were a little too excited for the new Texas Chainsaw. So, I again, I am wearing my shirt from last night. Your leather face? Yeah, I'm wearing my leather face that right now. That you procured at some sort of uh, gassing station? Yeah, I think so. Where we were driving to Vegas and they had a they had an end cap of a bunch of very Walmart looking horror shirts and I'm like, "Why not?" What was the, what's the retail price on that? Oh god, it under was, 20. It was like two or two for It was like two for 15 or something. It was a little I think it was like two for 40 maybe. Maybe? Oh, it high. doesn't matter. I went through a brief time in I think it was my senior year of high school. I just almost exclusively wore gas station t-shirts. Oh my god! Like branded? They, no, they like were like Valero? like airbrushed uh, horses. <laughs> yeah, you know, I normally you can go in there and find some weird like biker marketed shirts, yeah. but like when I was looking at them, like oh, I don't know if I want to be the QAnon guy walking around. Although that was, do you remember when we were talking about getting QAnon shirts because we thought it'd be funny? Yeah, and then and then it quickly became not funny. <laughs> yeah, it became, it's not funny. <laughs> it was funny for like two days. Yeah, all their weird like cryptic. I mean, oh, I how, still kind of want to do it. How cute was early QAnon? I know it was so fun before it turned into what it is. Yeah, it just got angry. I don't, I don't want angry. It's not fun. No. We know what is fun. Episode 317 of the Overlook Hour. I wish I had something to play there. 
you've got a soundboard full of goodies here. <laughs> but nothing like... Wee, 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 or now, um, I mean, do you want to uh, QR up our corrections <laughs> theme? Oh, no. Okay. Why? <laughs> we have more? Yeah. You okay. already know what always. it is. You just haven't put two and two together. Always. Shut up, Randy. I wish I could turn his damn mic off. All right. <laughs> you, you, you want some betting music? Yeah. All right. If it works. Last week, we tried to play a song as I was reviewing a Giallo film. Giallo, of course, is Italian for yellow. And so we were going to partner that with a song called Yellow, originally performed by Randy's and I's favorite band, Coldplay. But it was by some weird Swedish guy. <laughs> That's true. And you guys couldn't hear it. Yeah, I was worried about that. I got it. I got to rip it and put it on the other computer and play it through the board. So we're fixing it. That might yeah. be partially my bad too. Actually, now that I think about it, well, why, Randy? I don't put. We 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 take this together. Do you no, understand? no. The noose is at the gallows. Go so, ahead, put your head through it. You guys played it, and it was audible, and it's on the recording, but it's pretty quiet. And in order to get rid of excess noise when people aren't talking, I throw on what's called a noise gate. So I think the noise gate eliminated oh, the song because it was so quiet. <laughs> well, now we've got a fucking scandal on our hand as soon as you say gate. Yeah, we got a noise gate. Noise gate <laughs> yeah. 2022. Hashtag. Here we go. <laughs> Hashtag noise gate. God damn it, Randy. <laughs> you scrubbed our fucking betting music, dude? I guess so, on accident. It doesn't usually get rid of stuff like that. Russell and I are being proactive. We're like, you know, I addressed it. We're like, oh, we can take care of it. Because Russell's like, oh, it's this thing. And we do this thing. And now we know that you're over here fucking... I can't name anybody. I was going to say Jack Ruby. Is he involved? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Noise gate. Who did Watergate? (laughs) Oksana, look it up. Who did Watergate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google that. Just give me a name from Watergate. Nixon. Well, I've, I've, we don't. <laughs> I, I, I knew she was going to say that. What did you expect? How about Charles Colson? That's uh, yep. That's our guy. Yep, the Colson train. Charles Colson. Also, I was trying to find examples of shirts you can get at a gas station. <laughs> so I googled gas station fashion. There's an alarming number of photo shoots for fashion blogs or something that are taken at gas. You Googled. (laughs) So, so this is just a perfect, a perfect look into your brain. We're talking about discounted shirts at roadside gas stations in middle America. And you type in gas station fashion. I mean, it's clearly more interesting that than is search. The, the third or fourth search I tried. So, oh, God. what was the first? <laughs> Gas station T-shirts. All right, all right. But it's like attendant shirts. <laughs> oh, those are cool. Yeah, that was a fun right. thing on tour to uh, when you're driving cross country, stopping at random uh, truck stops, is to see uh, how the merch varies from state to state. <laughs> Did you ever go into any that had like you know roadside attractions? Uh, a couple, yeah. There's been like a couple that I went to that had like a chicken farm or something like at the gas station or something too. There was one various I, fun things. I think it's in New Mexico. It may be Arizona. 
but it's definitely one of those two. And it was a, a road. It was a gas station, but they had a roadside attraction for a hundred miles before you get to this gas station. It was come see the thing. Oh yeah, you know the thing. That's, yeah, it's really famous. Yeah, yeah. I so I saw the thing, and it's. Uh, I think you you pay whatever. I think if it, this was a decade ago, uh-huh. and it was like a mummified uh, dwarf. Yeah, in a glass box. <laughs> yeah, that thing's that's a really famous roadside attraction. It was cool. I think when we went to Seattle and a lot of torture equipment. What uh, what store was that? The there was like Mister McPhee's wacky oh, house of McAfee's. Uh... Yeah, I don't know, but they have the thing there housed now. The, but it was gone. It was on tour. Magorium's magical. Empire. I don't. I don't know. But we got in there and there was like the thing, and it was just empty. And it's like, sorry, the thing's on tour. They're like, oh, he's got to pay the bills, dude. <laughs> Things on tour. <laughs> so they had all his merch, and I was like, man, I really want to get a shirt with that weird little. Yeah, th- there were no shirts. I think there were like pins. Yeah, I think the thing is one of the most. To write with. Uh, it's a famous gaff. That's what you would call that. I don't know. I, I like weird gas stations. Yeah, they're they're interesting. They're important, and they're very isolated. And. Uh, we got a good gas station in uh, Tejas in the movie we're going to well, talk about Well, see, that's later. the thing. You know, we, we don't have good service stations here. Nah. You know, you got you to gotta get out there on the road in America where, you, you know, you go to like a Bucky's in Texas and they're <laughs> malls. Fuck yeah. Do you know Bucky's? No. I've shown you videos of Bucky's. I know Bucky, Kentucky. I'm sorry? Who is Bucky Kentucky? That was Hannah Montana's brother okay. when he was trying. <laughs> All right. Welcome to episode three seventeen of the Overlook Hour. All right, um, all right, let's get uh, let's get going. Well, okay. Um, before we start the show officially, uh, if you can't tell, we're all a little tired. It's been a long week. I'm fine. We're crunching. I know. I was talking about the people who have been working, and uh, bitch, not nine to five on the film festival, the unnamed footage festival five, and. Uh, now, we've got all the dates locked. We were in negotiations, heated negotiations at the table, trying to work out things. And, a lot uh, of blood on that floor. We've locked the dates, so I'm going to run through them really quickly. Lock um, the gates? So on March oh 15th, we've partnered with the Alamo. Uh, homie Jake is going to screen Behind the Mask with us. Now, this isn't officially part of our festival. We're just partnering with them to do Terror Tuesday. So if you get a badge, it won't cover this, but... Terror Tuesday, I believe now the tickets are like $10 and it's at 10 p.m. And it's already selling a lot of tickets. So if you want to see fucking Behind the Mask on the big screen, which I don't think there's been any retro screenings anywhere around here. Um, and we also have a special guest coming. For that? Yeah. We do? Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. I was just. So, yeah, um, March 15th, we start things off. Then uh, March 17th, a.k.a. Thursday, a.k.a. St. Patrick's Day, we're going back to the uh, Artist Television Access, the ATA, for another recalibration party. And because it's St. Patrick's Day, we're uh, we're going to do a little surprise, and we're going to be watching a very appropriate Halloween movie that night. And then on Friday, we're at the Big Roxy, that's March 18th, and uh, we're going to be showing bass on the big screen. Uh, if you remember our interview with Richard Perry, or if you haven't heard it, go back. We got a uh, wartime photographer teaming up with a fucking maniac to make an incredible faux documentary. Um, the fact that we are going to be showing this at the Roxy is incredible. And nobody knows this film, so I don't know. Bring your friends out. We got a big theater to fill. 
on March 19th through the 20th. That's Saturday and Sunday. We're going to be two days packed at the Balboa. We've got a lot of cool shit coming out. This what this episode drops on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, everything will be out now. So you should be able to Google it. Um, we've got our media partner, Dread Central, putting out stuff, and we should have a PR going around. But on our social media accounts at the Unnamed Footage Festival and everything, we should have a lot of info. Um, so yeah, go check it out. If not, just harass us and we can tell you stuff. We're kind of on an NDA until then, so... Yeah, just bear with us. It's going to be fun. Uh, badges are on sale right now, whether or not any of that information comes out. So, yeah, come hang out with us. Where can people go buy badges? I believe they're available at the Film Freeway. I don't know that address off the top of my head. But if you go to the unnamedfootagefestival.com, we should have a link right up there on the page. Which is not currently there, but it will be the minute I get off of this podcast. Yeah, the website is just unnamedfootagefestival.com slash... Sorry, filmfreeway.com slash unnamed footage festival. There you go. And Tickets now. If you're not local, if you're not in the Bay Area and you're not flying out, which we do have a lot of people coming because there's a lot of Q&As. Uh, no QAnons. We are going to do something online. So stay tuned for that. All right. That's it. Uh, you got any plugs? Also, chicken surprise. Where the fuck were y'all? We're trying to help out our buddy Connor. Girls Night. Great free movie on YouTube. Go check it out. And uh, I don't know. It didn't look like anybody donated anything. So if you don't do it by next week, uh, Clark's going to berate you. I'm going to give him all your personal information. And he's going to send you personalized insults like cameo, but we're not getting paid. And I will dox you. You can get a digital screener for like less than a movie ticket. There's, I don't know. Yeah, help the boy out. Yeah. He's Canadian. They're going through a lot up there. His town's being blockaded by truckers. <laughs> He's making a movie called Chicken Surprise. What else do you want? All right. Are we good? Never. All right. Do you, we got any bets on what our guest is going to say today? I, it's always the same thing. <laughs> well, We're I mean, going to get back on that very, very tired work train. Well, here, here's the other thing. And for the weekend projects. So the work train wasn't always a thing, though. <laughs> That's kind of like a new thing. I feel like he started that in 2022. We need to make David Lynch merch. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't know what you were going to say. That was the last thing I thought. I do. I mean, okay. So you think work train again? Well, no, because it's Saturday. So it's weekend projects time. It's the fun work train. Okay. Okay. So you're saying fun weekend projects. Yeah. Oksana's got to vote for the what? Doesn't he fun work train? Yeah. Randy, you got to vote? Yeah, it's going to be the dining car and or coffee. <laughs> all right. I don't know how these guesses are going to work. Um, all right, let's let them in. Nope. <laughs> Second week in a row. All right, Randy, cut that one. Don't you dare. Randy, cut that one. Save me. <laughs> People think I'm a pro. Please cut that one. All right. Good morning. It's February 19. 2022, and it's a Saturday. Today, day one of weekend projects. All, right. all aboard oh. the fun work train. Okay. And this train, as you know, runs continuously. You can ride it day or night. Uh oh. And after I give this. Weather report, I'm going to visit the dining car and get a hot cup of coffee. 
And I'm going to oh. Oh. shit myself. <laughs> Check out the dining car. <laughs> and I've got a feeling I'm going to be able to find what a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, okay. <laughs> have a great day. Oh, my God. Okay. And that's what we call a clean sweep. <laughs> he heard us. He heard us talking about it in here. He knew he had to add something I mean, not new. only did he check all the boxes, he checked all the boxes in the order of which you asked. <laughs> it's true. The exact order. But nobody knew that's about that. That's how telegraphed his bullshit is. No, d- nobody said cookie. We we knew the cookie. No, was coming. nobody knew the fucking cookie was we coming. We did it for the we did it for the cookie. He had timing too. He let it hang for a minute. He does. <laughs> we seventy six. We didn't have a choice. <laughs> it sounds like he had a stroke in the middle of that too. He went like <clears throat> that's true. He didn't look great. All right. Um, anything else? We're going sans. TV oh art. yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> again, the people who are tired because we're working on a uh, found footage celebrations include thomas burke this week he did text me and said uh, hey i'm gonna have to skip this week he he got caught up in some train car in south america looking for footage and i don't know if we're ever gonna hear him again all right and he's also still working on seven movies and just added another post credit feature let the man work in southern california tom get some sleep yeah still super responsive on twitter and like everywhere I don't know how he Three Instagram accounts, two letterbox accounts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Two letterboxed. I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does though. He I does the movie I didn't archive. Call you out like that. That is his letterbox. He has like three Instagram accounts though. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's keep a nice, tight, clean episode today. So we're going to kick it off with Randy Michaelstadt over in Atlanta, Georgia calling us from his living room slash kitchen as I'm looking at his oven. I see his sink. We have a dishwasher. We have a nice that I don't use floor. You don't use the dishwasher. Correct. You haven't used it at all. I only use it to store dishes that I that need to be dried that I wash by hand in the sink. I don't hate that. But I don't love it either. That's a good idea. <laughs> it works well. I uh, suggest it to anybody that has dishwashers out there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I fell asleep. What happened? <laughs> Randy. There's a candle lit, too. I'm surprised you didn't uh, mention the candle. I, I don't. Oh, I do see the candle. Is it scented? Yeah, I forget what the scent is, though. It's uh, from Target. Let me tell you something. Right now, Target... Very nice selection of candles. Indeed. I think it's like sandalwood or something, which I don't know what that actually is, but it sounded good. Well, Randy, think about it. What do you, what do you think it is? It's wood made of sandals. Fucking <laughs> duh. <laughs> Randy speaking Michael. Of, yeah. Yes, sir. Just Let's say, speaking of wood made of sandals, I watched a... Uh, this is the actually the part of the show where, you know, I had a slow week where I didn't really watch a whole lot of movies. But I'm going to shill for a uh, streaming service that does not sponsor the program. That is the uh, Glorious Criterion Channel. For good reason. Which has a 
uh, segment of films on their service for Douglas Sirk melodramas. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know we've mentioned Douglas Sirk on this podcast before. I don't know if I've ever seen anything that he's done until this week. Um, I think the one that they have on Blu-ray is called All That Heaven Allows. Mm-hmm. Do you have that one? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the only one I kind of recognized. Um, but so yeah, they have that on the service. They have uh, Magnificent Obsession, Imitation of Life. And then the one I watched is called Written on the Wind from 1956. Uh, starring Rock, Hugs- Rock Hudson, Lauren Bacall, Robert Stack, uh, and others. Um, a it's cast, a uh, great cast, great performances, um, really good uh, Technicolor um, photography. It starts off like pretty pretty strong. Um, so essentially, the uh, plot from IMDb says uh, alcoholic playboy Kyle Hadley marries the women's secretly loved by his poor but hardworking best friend who in turn is pursued by Kyle's nymphomaniac sister. Oh, so there's uh, it, it, this kind of feels like a noir, but like obviously not shot like a noir. Um, you know, there's a lot of just kind of uh, crazy stuff going on, like interpersonally with uh, the family and everything. And um, it, the film basically starts at the end of the movie and then it kind of does like a, you know, goes back like a two years type of thing. Um, and then you kind of see like how they, how they ended up there. Um, yeah. Like I said, you know, great um, actors and great performances, uh, really beautiful looking um, cinematography and the transfer onto Criterion channel um, looks great. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, it's really solid. There's some very good like visual metaphors for stuff that's happening in this movie. Um, and they also have um, essentially like, you know, Blu-ray or DVD special features um, for each one of these Douglas Cirque films where they have people, you know, talking about the movies. Um, so there's a short like 15 minute one that I watched after watching the movie, which was uh, pretty good too. But yeah, if you, uh, it, it, you know, he does melodrama, so it is very melodramatic. Uh, some of the visual metaphors are kind of on the nose, but they like worked really well for me. Um, yeah, it's a it's a solid one. I'm looking forward to checking out the rest of them. Well, Randy, him being on the nose with that stuff is kind of what he was all about. Because yeah. from what I remember was he was discovered like past his like the end of his life. And, um, you know, in the old Hollywood studio system, you were kind of typecasted in every position of making a film. So like he was d- given weepies. He was just making dramas for women that they would, you know, they had yeah. the title weepies for, and he hated it. So all his films were like, have, you know, super on the nose visual metaphor. That was kind of him talking shit about the genre. So yeah. if, if, if you're going to go further with him, definitely watch um, uh, All That Heaven Allows. But yeah, only to follow that up with Fassbender's um, Ali Firitz's Soul. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there was another one. What was the other one? It's got like Warren Beatty in it or so- what's the other third one? It was a 90s film where it came back to America. They're basically all remakes of that original film. Yeah, I remember and they that. Just, they up it. Yeah, but Ali Firitz's Soul, like, dude, it's so good. The way they take that story, I yeah. Love it. I've been meaning to watch that one as well. So yeah, I might might go down that rabbit hole. 
Also, at the end of um, All That Heaven Allows, there's that, dude, there's such a con- confrontating, like, it's the most, oh, man, I'm feeling hungover. <laughs> there is a picture of a fake-ass deer in a window, and it's supposed to look like the woods. It's one of the things I think about all the time. It looks huh. like a plastic lawn deer, and it's in this, like, grand Hollywood movie, and it's like, that's that dude just saying, like, fuck you. Well, to tie this... uh Back to a segment we just had on the show. If we go back to 1986's Blue Velvet mm-hmm. from David Lynch, we, I never heard of him. We've got the bird in the window. That, oh yeah, uh, it's got some. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same application because I think Douglas Sirk was talking shit about like the 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 like assembly line that was art back then. But or, but you don't think that Sirk has a uh, oh influence in, for it, sure. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But I think David Lynch, the whole thing with like Blue Velvet was like, there's still horror in the suburbs. Like, oh, yeah. you, like you can't avoid life. Like it will, it will creep in, and then it's like, yeah, you know, it's how, just false. How good was that scene at that in uh, 35 at the Alamo? That was oh, great. dude, how good was th- the thing I think about with Blue Velvet is just the ear because you know he talks about how that he had a dream about that. I'm like, what a cool jumping off point for like a dude kind of in a sheltered life to like explore. Like the, the oh, ears man. cool, but at, it's the a end, good hook. at the end of the day, I'm a candy colored clown guy. I know you are. We, <laughs> yeah, Dennis Hopper again. All you motherfuckers who get on your window. knees and blow Dennis Hopper, y'all should rewatch Human Centipede three because you're phonies. <laughs> Everybody who fucking hated that movie but loves Dennis Hopper, baby wants fucky. Or watch The Crow four with uh, Oksana's boy crush who's fat and they had to shoot around him. <laughs> what the hell was? This? <laughs> I can't think of it. Edward Ed- Furlong. Oh, I always call him Eddie Furlong. Uh, I mean, whatever. Everyone calls him that. He's more like Dude, Eddie Footlong. We should watch that movie. Have he's you ever sucking seen it? hot dogs down? Dude, Dennis Hopper, <laughs> David Boreanaz doing a like unpossessed crazy devil guy. What Tara is that? Reed is in it. Tara Reed stinking Still it up. What what movie are we talking about? Uh, the Crow. Four. What, what the? What? There's four crows. Dude, Eddie Furlong is the crow. God. He it's like, great. resurrects immediately after. Does he even die in that movie? I don't know. He looks plump, though. It he's is more like the Grow. It's the- <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's living in a trailer. Dude, it's good. The Crow Wicked Prayer. Yeah. Oksana's got a sign post. There's four crows. I think there was a. I, I do have a sign post. You do. You met Eddie there. Yeah. You know, hang out, on. Asked if I got she brought her number. damn. We've talked about this on here before, but she does have a copy of his musical album. Yeah. When when you met him, did he sell you methamphetamine? No. No, but he held up the line of over 300 people to go smoke it outside. Also, there was no wall there. It was a glass wall, so we could all watch him. (laughs) And he didn't really do that. He was smoking, or he wasn't smoking. His girlfriend was. Okay. Well, I'm glad he's doing well. He listens. I didn't want to get it wrong. Eddie! (laughs) Randy, you got anything else? That is it for this week, besides a movie that I think we'll all talk about later. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> this week, I saw, for lack of a better term, hella movies. <laughs> Let's go day by day. Monday, I don't remember. Let's don't talk about Monday. Let's talk about Tuesday. What did I see? I opened up my application for the Home Box Office Maximum Channel. On the Home Box Office Maximum Channel, they just added Antlers. Oh, tight. That's right. Cue it up. Oh, yeah. Good call. That's the Russell Reacher. 
Brandon, have you seen Antlers? No, I saw that it was on HBO Max, and I'll probably end up watching it eventually, it's, too. It's worth a shot here. This is an interesting movie. Yeah. I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. And it's more than a meh. I like it. More than a meh. I'll go three and a half on Antlers. Um, I had, uh, oh, I had a lot of fun with that movie. My favorite thing, Mm -hmm. and the movie is carried by a 12-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. He's great. Love that kid. Um, Just his face, just you feel sad (laughs) (laughs) when you look at his big old eyes. Yeah. And you realize that he's trying, he's, yeah, it's, Scott Cooper is a very interesting filmmaker. Um, I have not loved, I have seen every single one of Scott Cooper's directed movies now, um, having just seen Antlers. I haven't loved any of them. Okay. But I will continue to watch all of his movies because there's always something there. Yeah. And I, he works a lot. It's not always in the Rust Belt, but he always kind of has that, you know, down and out, um, lower class America, real people, gritty feel to yeah. things. Yep. And I think Antlers takes place in Oregon, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, but you definitely have that, you know, Rust Belt feel to things, where you know this isn't. We're not in Portland. Okay. We're we're in real Oregon with real problems. Um. And real people. Can I ask you a question? You're not going to like. I may answer based upon my current feelings. Well, first, I got to say, you know, Scott Cooper can't make a pooper. And I want to ask you a question. What do you think the major theme of that movie was? I, 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 look, I'm trying to figure it out. I think the big thing here is, you know, obviously abuse. Oh, yeah. Um, naturally. Um, There's a really interesting character study. And I know I talked about it when I covered it. But I think the protagonist, our lead... The choices she makes when you think about them. Yeah. Yeah. She's not the nicest person. No. And she's not motivated by kind things. The little brother, that part of the story confused me a little bit. Oh, why? And we can talk about that later. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to bog this down. Yeah, because I, I would like Randy to see this again. Uh, Randy, if you watch it, just pay attention to character motivation because you can kind of get trapped in. Hey, this is a pretty movie. It's not really doing anything new. Okay, mm-hmm. we're doing like a Wendigo thing. Okay, the end. Wendigos are cool. It's a cool myth, yeah. I uh, would have liked to seen a little bit more of him. Again, I feel really dumb because when Hannibal was airing, I yeah. didn't get the Wendigo thing. Yeah. And looking back on it, I'm like, fuck, I got to rewatch the show. Because, yeah, duh, that's inc- what great show. Mads Mikkelsen, the definitive Hannibal actor. I never actor. finished it. I didn't either. <laughs> And now I feel like I have to rewatch the whole thing, and Me too. I just don't want to do that. As I started Euphoria yesterday. Oh my god! Yikes! Wait, you skipped all the other days of the week. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Oh no, I'm not there yet, baby. So that's on Tuesday. I like I like Antlers three and a half. Terror Tuesday Antlers. Wednesday, I saw a little movie on Amazon Prime called meander now i think randy michael sat has seen this based upon his letterbox reviews i don't think randy did you talk about this on the show i don't think so i didn't care for it enough to talk about it oh that's fair because it's not great 
Here's the thing. Do you know? Do you know this movie, Mister Meanderson? Yes, Mister <laughs> Meanderson. <laughs> no, I don't know about this movie, uh, Louis Meanderson. Oh, damn, that was good. Um, R.I.P. So this is this is a strange film. Um, this is clearly a foreign language film that is mostly English. <laughs> okay, <I did. laughs> <laughs> so what gave it away the subtitles <laughs> no here's the, i know, no, I, know. <laughs> I, I i honestly when i started the movie i'm like okay no one this is clearly not english yeah and it kind of comes across as dubbed and the dialogue is terrible i'm like did they automate did they default me to dubbed on this <laughs> like were they drinking mercury and i went and the only the only language available was english okay I'm like all right half the movie she's speaking in french that's so funny it's so, it's just weird um the majority of this movie takes place in these little um not quite rube goldberg traps but you know what? a similar situation a la cube where a woman is uh walking down a road a hitchhiker picks her up. Next thing she knows, she is knocked out and she is in a giant um, metal box. That's a horror movie? Yes. Full of tubes. Full of tubes and tunnels oh. that are basically the size of air conditioning ventilations. And there are a whole bunch of uh, traps that happen in there. Here's the thing. I think the effects are effective. <laughs> <laughs> and that I there's some really cool set design here and they do some cool body horror stuff. Um it's oh. it's just the story is Stinkaroonie Town. And the yeah. only quality they really give the lead actress is that she has a dead child. And yep. so that's just what they're kind of hung up on there. Um, there's a really cool thing where it's clear that she's being monitored with her progress as she's doing very well in this death trap mm -hmm. game. Um, there is like a, a skull on a drone that oh. comes down. That's the coolest part of the movie. Randy, what do you think about that skull drone? I barely remember it. <laughs> really, How would you forget? It, that thing's cool. I look. There's there's some merit here, but the story's not great, and there's some interesting things to do with the traps. Uh, the language thing was weird. Um, I just commit to something. That that's that's what I want to say because yeah, uh, there's a foreign language title. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. It's 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 confusing. It look that cover looks great. Now I will say, I. Claustrophobic is. I fuck. think I think this is a nice three and a half for you. I think you'll get a little kick out of this. Oh, for me? Yeah, I think I think there's some decent stuff in here. Um, now I will say, I don't know. I think I'm being too kind right now because I remember when I, I was like, "That's not great." <laughs> but because the ending, the ending is truly, truly terrible. <laughs> Boy, do I hate the ending. I think we were drinking truly last night. And I'm spoiling the ending. Oh, Five, no, don't don't spoil four. it. I want to watch it. No, instead of spoiling it, uh, you should watch a movie called Beneath from 2007. I know we might have watched uh, the other Beneath with the fish. Yeah. Do you remember that movie? 
the Larry Festenden film. It's like a uh, oh, di- I didn't see that. It's a diodrama on a boat, but they're okay. being harassed by a, a fat fish. Oh, tight. It, dude, that one's good. We own that. But there's another beneath from 2007 about a girl returning to her hometown, and uh, she was. I think she was part of like a mining family, but they go into a mine and it collapses, and it goes a little uh, descent. That one's claustrophobic, pretty girl trapped in a maze kind of thing. It looks a lot like the movie you're talking about, but I remember liking it. So There's some decent stuff. Honestly, I probably would like Meander it's looking at it. Yeah. The third movie. I watched this one. Also on AmazonPrime.com. Or the application. <laughs> whatever your fancy is. For whatever reason, this popped up. You know me. I'm a, I'm a Burt Reynolds guy. I love Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. There's a movie from 1987 called Malone, starring Carl Burt Reynolds, not Carl Malone. <laughs> truly, truly a piece of garbage. Oh, damn. Boy, this thing is Stinktown, USA. It opens up our Lord and Savior, Burt Reynolds is somewhere, you know, Washington, D.C., Langley, Virginia. You know the drill. He's a CIA agent, and he's walking with Faye Dunaway, and she's like, you can't quit. You'll never quit. He's like, I'm out, babe. See you later. How could this be bad? It's an ex-CIA hitman running from his past finds out just how difficult it is to retire when he runs across a small town controlled by mercenaries and a family resisting their control. Okay. The that description is not fully accurate. <laughs> so essentially, yes, he walks away from the CIA. He's like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I'm out. And he drives in his 67 Mustang. His car breaks down somewhere in Oregon or something. And or Virginia. I don't know where we are. Who cares? Movie stinks. <laughs> his car breaks down. A 16 year old child, a girl who boy. Weird tension there. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is, if he's one day old, he's 50 years old. Okay. And she is 16. And she wants to fuck some Burt Reynolds. And they don't they don't go there. He he gets action on the side okay. somewhere else for a more age appropriate uh source. But she also gets killed. Faye Dunaway gets killed. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> he shows up. In this one horse town in the middle of a valley. Could be Virginia, could be Oregon. <laughs> I really don't remember. He shows up in antlers, dude. And of course, you know, it's his transmission. And the guy who is the 16 year old's father, who is the co star of the film, he is Herschel from The Walking Dead. Oh. So he played the old guy from The Walking Dead. Hell yeah. And he's like, well, uh, I don't have the parts you need. We're going to have to order them from town. And Bert's uh, like, well, I guess I'll sleep in my car. He's like, I can't have you sleep in your car. You're sleeping in my house. You're a guest. Well, come to find out, and during that same scene, little scumbag drives by in a Lincoln town car, and he's like, have you, third, have you heard about my offer? Are you, are you going to take the offer? Oh, okay. You don't want to reject Mr. What's-His-Name. He's a very powerful man. He's like, I'm not selling the garage. I don't know why I turned it to Hank Hill. What the hell? I'm not selling my land. He's like, okay, I'll be back later. And then they kill another guy. (laughs) 
<laughs> they kill another guy. They're killing off people because they want to take over the town. Yeah. And the guy who wants to take over the town is a white supremacist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a little brotherhood of good boys. Oh my god. And they do an they take an oath. It's weird. An oath. They oath. <laughs> <laughs> they take a solemn oath and God, uh, Fisher Stevens is in this. Boy, I love Fisher Stevens because he plays a mongoloid who is constantly drunk. Oh, and I like that. He gets shot in a barbershop. <laughs> that was that was a good scene. Here's the thing: this movie stinks. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is good. Okay, Burt Reynolds is a is a bona fide movie star. He <laughs> elevates everything. I mean, truly, uh, Burt Reynolds was, I mean, he was, he was, he was, he was great in this, in a horribly, horribly scripted, uh, he, Burt Reynolds kills everyone in this valley, by the way. <laughs> I mean, just mows them down. He ends up blowing up the whole barn. The sheriff is in on the whole thing, because he bought the sheriff, this guy. Um, it's just, it's not great, but Burt Reynolds is so good. <laughs> And he's he even takes you know terrible projects like this and he's charming, he's fun, um, he's he's a great he's a, he was a great action star, yeah, but man, not good. I can't confirm it was Oregon. It was Oregon. There you go. Well, dang! If he came in from Virginia, then <laughs> that's a hell of a drive on that Mustang. No wonder oh the transmission God. went out. I have a correction. Uh oh. Since there are about eight movies called Beneath, uh, the one you were talking about is actually from 2013. Oh, thank you. It's my correction. <laughs> you jumped in there to correct me. Wait, I said that. 2007. It's 2013. That's a different Beneath. That's the oh, that's the fish one. No. It's also the mines. Oh, IMDB fucked me there. Look oh, at that. Uh, they that's they proof. came out the same year. Pull that up on your thing. Again, we do th broadcast this on YouTube. If you want to see Oksana's screen and watch her Google gas station fashion, you can see all that. Um, yeah, pull that up on there. But again, thank you for correcting me in the middle of Clark's review. <laughs> Burt Reynolds kicks this fat guy's ass on a bridge. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, he's walking the 16-year-old home because they went to the store because Burt, uh, Burt Reynolds needed a razor. And then they're on this bridge, and then there's a truck of, I'm going to call 17 people inside that cool. truck. People just hanging out on the back. <laughs> and then they start, you know, uh, catcalling that 16-year-old. Oh, wow. And then Burt Reynolds is playing it cool, and he said something snippy, and they pull over to the side of the bridge. <laughs> and the guy walks out, and uh, he's like, you insulted me, friend. And he's like, and Burt Reynolds still playing it cool. And then he went to go swing. Burt Reynolds snapped his arm in half <laughs> and just beat him to a bloody pulp. And then they fucking left him. <laughs> they didn't all get out? No. What the he, fuck? And he just looked at him and said, anyone else? <laughs> Burt Reynolds is cool, man. But boy, this movie. Nugget! All right. Last night, I had totally forgotten uh, that there was going to be a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of the franchise. We all know. I mean, just looking at my camera right now, I can see the reflection behind me because that's how cameras work. And we have a framed poster of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre signed by Gunnar Hansen, rest in power. So 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think we can all agree here. It's a a seminal film. It's a landmark film. And we've got a nice little franchise associated with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Correct? We like like this as a franchise. Yeah, it's a weird one, but... It is a weird one. It's taken some different shoots on the side here. And we got some spinoff movies. But again, as we reviewed Leatherface, which Russell thought was another movie... (laughs) Yeah, the one prior. The one, get him, cuz. What what the fuck is that one called? I don't think I saw that one. I, I actually liked it. That's the one that actually has the rampage in the carnival. Well, yeah. Well, Leatherface is has our French buddies directing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I haven't watched that. Um, I heard that one had that terrible little kid angle. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. There's some good stuff in there, though. It gets, dude, it gets pretty gnarly. Again, the best one's Next Generation. Matthew McConaughey talking about the Illuminati. You can't beat that. You're signing off on that? <laughs> I like that You're one. in that camp? I remember, you know, as somebody who would always look at the horror section in a you know video store, that cover was so good. Where it's like a lipstick, but it's a chainsaw. You you worked in a damn video store. You don't remember that? No, I, of course I do. Okay, yeah, of that's great. Okay, but, you know, next week our guest is Jessica Beale, so I would <laughs> prefer you not to spill the baby. I, you know, I like that remake. It had that annoying sound you loved. I'm going to tell you something. I really like that remake. The thing I remember most from that remake is the uh, person trying to climb out and breaking all their fingernails. I just got so hung up on that. Man, it had Arlie Ermey. And <laughs> yeah, also, yeah. also, I it, that film is a little nostalgic for me, as that was the first movie that I was able to see legally as a 17-year-old. That's rad. Going into the R-rated movie by myself. Yeah, not bad. Was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Um, and... I, I don't know. I, I, I like that one. But two, man. Two's fun as hell. You know, I think a lot about that like early aughts kind of um slasher film where, you know, they're they're they weren't really requels like we're doing now. Yeah. But I always I always categorized I think of them in the terms of Rob Zombie. Because with Halloween, <laughs> he clearly had like a pro wrestler style slasher movie where it's just like we're just gonna have a hulking dude who just fucks people up and we're not gonna like pretend that this is about anything else it's just gonna be pretty much an action slasher kind of thing and i feel like that one fit in there with that where he's yeah. just like a big ass leather face like fucking shit up yeah i don't know i kind of like that i feel like this movie's kind of like that too texas chainsaw massacre now this one i i don't what is it tomatoing i don't know i thought it was not doing good it, i don't don't think yeah Really? I thought it was doing okay. Actually, I don't know why I assumed that. Oh boy. It's probably like a critics is bad and then audience it's is probably critics. like fine. No. no, it's a 30% critics and 39 audience score. All right. Okay. So, we know we're going into hot territory here. <laughs> I'm just going to say it up top. I enjoyed the hell out of this yeah, thing. Had a blast watching now, it. Now, last night, let's get into a little bit. Uh friend of the show and uh Current uh, collaborator with the Overlook Theater, yeah. uh, Terrell Trotty, uh, came by and we watched this last night. Now, also, your boy Clark was on 20 Millies. Okay. Which is not impressive to most potheads. 20 Millie Clark. <laughs> okay. I hated the first 10 minutes of this movie. <laughs> it took me to the first kill. When yeah. that kill, when that first kill happened mm-hmm. in the back of that police van, I perked up. Also, for the record, Russell, I did not have my phone downstairs. So, oh uh, yeah, thank you very much. Good job. And watched the entire movie, unlike someone over here. <laughs> huh? 
<laughs> you missed like the first three kills. I was trying to do a post and he didn't pause it for me. So it's Russell's fault. It, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> it's either we're late or she misses 10 minutes of the movie. I told her, be strategic. Watch the beginning montage. But no, she decided just to plow through the first 10 minutes. Even Rocky has a montage. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I thought it was great. And uh, I, I think the first 10 minutes being rough is completely due to um, like the signaling of like current events kind of crap where we have like three clearly from the city uh, main characters having a interaction at a gas station with a uh, like, I don't know, rural area dude. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if I have hated a crew as much as I hated this crew. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) I wanted them all to die immediately yeah i was relishing their death (laughs) (laughs) and in fact we went and and we i gave an order of who i thought was going to die in what order yeah and i was pretty accurate you were you nailed it just like david lynch today it was now i think that was easy i do too the order was pretty easy there yeah um and there were some x factors but i also had another call where I said that there was one specifically. Yeah, you you called a kill. So I was like, her head's got to go. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing: being annoyed with the characters, I it, I think there's actually an evolution that happened here. Where you know, back in the day in the '80s, when we were kind of like a, uh, you know, horror fans were raging against Christianity. I think a lot of it was like, oh, look at sins and shit. Like it was more in our culture. Where now it's just they were just rude. Like, they didn't really do anything wrong. Like, it's not like they're fucking in the back of the car or smoking weed and yeah. shooting fentanyl or however you take it. And it's it's like, no, they were just fucking rude and disrespectful. Yeah. And it's like, we don't need more people like you. Like, just die. Like, I just want you to die. And, um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if people really think about that. Because, you know, we've kind of, the trope has changed. And it's way more effective. I was, pr- I'm like, where is Leatherface? Like, murder this guy. Also. In the beginning interaction, I think I might be wrong now, but I felt like there was a nod to, because uh, they open up and there's a gas station. We have one of our characters looking around. There's a lot of Texas chainsaw memorabilia, which is all real. We went down there and, oh, fuck, we were at work for, um, know, we were setting up a warehouse, but we were down in Dallas and we drove out to the house, which is still around, even though it keeps teleporting all over Texas. It's a old... um. I guess it's like a great example of um, some ancient kind of architecture. So it's been preserved and like literally moved around. Like they they put it on a truck and move the whole house. And it was a restaurant for a while, but they have like merch nearby all the time. And it was all lame like that shit. Like I chainsaw Texas and that kind of shit. And uh, I felt like they were making a little nod to the lore and how, uh, you know, Leatherface got away because he was wearing a mask. I feel like the guy running the gas station was him. I don't think anybody else agreed with me, but I'm no. like, there's a nod there. There's a nod, but that's not. That's a, good. If there was a whole new creation of Leatherface because there was like an injection of some shitty urban kids, like if it's the culture is creating the tension, like just rude people kind of conjure up this urban legend, I think that's a better story. But I also think I'm probably wrong. Now let's talk about the new Leatherface and how much I loved him <sighs> because it's our boy. Mark Burnham. Mark Burnham is from Low Life, um, film that we have covered. Uh, got twenty seventeen, I think. Low Life. Came oh out. God, I think so. Yeah, twenty eighteen, somewhere in there. It was a long time um, ago. 
Mark Burnham is also in Wrong Cops. Uh, he played Teddy Bear, Teddy Oso in Low Life. Just a a a physical presence. Um, and the thing with Mark Burnham is that he's just he's got a good face, and you but you don't really see his face. <laughs> uh, but you do at the beginning, and he's got he's got his class. His mustache is still there. Uh, but when he when he puts the face on. I thought he looked great. I thought he looked great. I thought he was. I thought he was a wonderful Leatherface. And again, I completely agree with you. Yet the whole internet fucking hated it. Why? I don't know. Again, we were hanging out with Terrell, and he just kept talking how people one were DMing him trying to talk to him about it. But again, thank you to Terrell for waiting to watch this. It dropped on Netflix on Thursday night at midnight, and he he was off the next day. But he waited to come watch it with us. And uh, the whole day, people were DMing him. What'd you think? What'd you think? While they were commenting on posts saying, he looks fucking stupid. I hate this already. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I thought it was great. I, you know what I think it is? I think we watched it in a way that nobody else did. Where, again, I am hungover from all the drinks we had. Uh, we had a friend come over. We all got down. There's four of us watching it. We projected it fantastic time now it's not like we were quietly watching taking notes we were talking through it like i just enjoyed the hell out yeah, of it play some bets but i d exactly <laughs> we we're making predictions and stuff i think people watching this alone were kind of just like oh, i don't like it i get it yeah i did read one letterbox review from robbie he watched it alone he said you just need uh good headphones and like you'll have a fun time <sighs> with it you know i've never done the headphones in a feature film thing but again i've never watched one like that alone I, you know, honestly, when we used to do the Overlook thing all the time, and we had uh, some chatty Cathy's in there, and it's during movies you don't want them, I was trying to figure out a way to have, like, a hub of headphones, where you could, like, opt in a headphone if, or not. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a cool idea, right? Yeah. I like it. I don't know if it would work for a regular theater, but, like, if we were downstairs and Terrell's going, oh, shit, he Mjolnir thored him. Yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, I thought that was the best... He, thing he, he could have said. He said he Mjolnir thored his ass. Yeah, there you go. Her ass. <laughs> that was a great scene, by the way. Incredible special effects. Yeah. Re really, really strong special effects here. The kills were good. The kills were really good. Yep. And it started strong. I mean, that arm break was, and then he stabbed me. It was working. Yeah. Also, they brought back the trope of the Ahab, which yes. I was ranting about during that. That's a slasher trope that we don't see a lot of. But if you come out to uh, March 15th to see Behind the Mask, I think they may have coined that term. With special guest Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah. <laughs> All the Jeffreys are coming out. <laughs> Epstein v. Tubin. <laughs> no, but man, I, dude, I had a blast watching it. And then. Uh, we've recently got Terrell into Letterboxd. So again, if you want to, what is he? He's like Blu-ray Junkie eighty-eight. Yeah, so follow him on there. We're all on there. I don't know. I'm Lord Battle, whatever. A, sorry, I talked over you. What? Go ahead. That's fine. Say he doesn't have a photo. I'm yet, not so. going to hit you till after we're done recording. So <laughs> <laughs> off camera. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I I don't know what everyone's problem is. I think that you may have hit the nail on the head here. This is this is a party movie. Oh, fuck yeah. This is a party movie, man. There's literally a party crashed in the movie. I'm telling you, yeah. man, that that obnoxious retro hipster bus oh, yeah. that comes in on the town. Now, again, I hated the first 10 minutes of this because it just, it boy, it was just trope city. And then when the kills were coming, it all ties together for me. I understand, I understand the issues with this, but 
there's a lot of good here, and it certainly outweighs anything, and it all is a perfect package for me at the end of the day. Where I mean, this is an easy four star for me. I had I had a hell of a time with this thing. I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Did you letterbox it? Yeah. Now I you know I brought up letterboxed earlier because when we jumped on there, we all saw Randy's review. We'll get to that. <laughs> but when I mean when he gets on that bus, the bus scene was great. And let's briefly talk about the best ending I've seen in recent memory. Yeah. The right. most satisfactory ending I've seen as my hands were raised <laughs> in the air. Yeah. As I got what I wanted. Now there is a post credit scene that you missed. Oh, dang. Yeah, it's very brief. Okay. Um, We don't need to get into it. I do want to go back to like the bus murder. Now, one of the things, if you're like a longtime slasher fan, that's one of those moments that like even... So there were a few complaints we had during the movie. The movie answered all of them as it went. Yeah. And one of the major ones that me and Terrell were talking about... Except for one. What was it? We don't know why the girl went on the... In the... Police car? Yeah. Yeah, that was dumb. Oh, yeah, the beginning. Why she rode with them? Yeah. Still yeah. had no idea. So why. I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, maybe it's for like legal, like like they needed a witness, but I'm like, she wasn't even in the room when that shit happened. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, that was weird. I don't like to nitpick story like that. Yeah. Especially in a fucking slasher movie. I'm like, sure. whatever. But um, no, one of the things that you know you you really want or at least I felt as a younger slasher fan was you just want to rampage. And it's like, you know, Jason takes Manhattan. You're like, oh, he's just going to kill everybody in New York. And then you watch the movie and they're on a boat for two thirds of it, which I loved, by the way. Um, but, you know, you just don't get it. And then in Freddy vs. Jason, they go to a rave and uh, Jason kills a couple people. But in this one, man, they really didn't hold back. And... Uh, I'll get into it with the film I talk about, but there isn't a heavy-handed CG presence in this movie no, either. No, it's a lot of like restrained practical, which I have an incredible amount of respect for. With that, and you know, I, I'm sure there was CG to like amplify gore or like to cover stuff up, but that's the way you use it. They didn't. They didn't cut corners here. No, man, man I really like the production. It. Certainly not. I like the face too. I like the origin of the mask. What do you think about the set that was very a la House of Wax? Well, it felt like a western. It did, and they even had the theme of like the outsiders coming in. Yeah. Except they kind of flipped that on its head too, because normally you have the singular coming in and ruining society, but in this town you had like a handful of people being fucking assaulted by a like Viking style warship. Of influencers who were just going to destroy their culture. I did think it was hilarious, the, like, panic over the Confederate flag. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Now, I will say, I I think that I have read a little bit online here. I think a lot of people are not stoked with the whole school shooting situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a weird... Well, we get into the thing with um, Split, where it's like, you, you don't... You don't like make a cool female lead by giving her some trauma as it's a like weapon. It's like the meander thing. Same same issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. weird. They do that in that movie. Well, because it's the whole motivation is her dead child. Well, that's a little bit different. Like if you're struggling to help somebody else because you're their guardian, it's different than being like, I was shot at school and now I know how to fight a slasher. Yeah. Which I mean, um, they don't do. I, I don't really think they do that in this movie. Well, dude, the slasher thing, the final girl was always like a precocious girl who overcame like a fucking stunted male. 
And I, they had the stunted male part down. And I liked the lead, but yet I felt like you could have cut that out. That whole shooter. Because when she had the bullet yeah. wound, I'm like, yeah. What the fuck? She in a gang? <laughs> no. As soon as soon as I saw that bullet wound and that haircut. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. I, I knew where we were dude, headed. You are fucking Miss Cleo now. <laughs> you were predicting everything. <laughs> The only thing I was I was hoping for a giant bus kill. We get we got that. Yeah. I wasn't confident yeah. enough to verbalize that, but I was like, "Oh, we got to do it." It felt like there's well again budgetary. You're like, "There's no way we can do that." It did it, and there's no way it's going to look good. It looked it was great. It was very stylized. Yeah, man, I liked it. There's some, that's the thing, man. They this is fucking good. It's a good movie. It's a good movie, man. I might Randy, go. defend your two star rating. <laughs> Here's the thing. People listening are going to be like, oh, Randy hated it because he doesn't like horror movies. He probably watched it alone. That's what I, I was got thinking. a text earlier this week from oh. a friend of the show, friend in real life for me, Christian from <laughs> Cellar Dwellers. Oh, one of your stepdads. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Friday night, I think we're going to do a double feature of the original Texas Chainsaw and watch the new one. I had no plans on watching the new one, but sounded like fun. So went over. Had a couple of drinks, watched the first one, which I haven't seen in probably several years. Perfect, perfect movie. And then I went Wait, into this. What? So I Wait, think what's... I did this movie a disservice by watching the original Texas Chainsaw first. Wait, rewind. What, what do you mean by a perfect movie? We're talking like a three and a half here? <laughs> nah, five, baby. Again, we saw it. He gave it a five. We're like, what the fuck? What did he do? Like DMT or something? They're like, what were you licking that poisonous toad shit? We had a little toad, yeah. <laughs> we actually, we were actually shooting the toad venom. Wait, so you really you gave it a five, and you you stand by that? Yeah, it's been forever since I've seen it, and it's like still holds up. It's uh, surprisingly not actually like gory because it was probably so cheap, and like everything is just implied uh, in the movie, and I don't know, it just works so well, and it's so like tight. You know, it's like eighty three minutes or whatever, and it's it's great. Now I'm I'm just curious, like where? So okay, you did give that one a five, and you gave the new one a two. What is the yeah. distinction there? Is it like the craft or the acting? Like what? What did you like and didn't like? Everything in the original one is like quieter and like more implied. Like even the violence is like more implied. It like lets your head kind of like think about it, and like you know the barbecue. You obviously put that together, but it's not like outright said. Mm -hmm. in the movie and i don't i feel like it just like lets your mind think about what's going on more uh than the new one did yeah you know you point out something good like of course we've talked about texas chainsaw and how it feels like a found footage movie 100%. like like you yeah. yeah like you shouldn't be watching it the new one had a very aggressive bgm like there's a lot of background music in that thing yeah. and i wonder is that like a gen z thing bgm well just like I think BDSM is. Damn, no, I don't. <laughs> that's that's our town, that's Folsom. Right. No, uh, the thing where it's just like, it's TikTok versus like YouTube. Like, yeah. it's just got to be quicker. It's got to be more flashy. Like, I recently started working with a uh, 22-year-old and um, talking about film. Oh, man, I'm worried. <laughs> Theaters <laughs> are going away. I mean, she's a fan, but like, you got to be punchy up top now. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm worried about it. Also, I will say, even though I gave it two stars, I did have a good time watching it with people. And it was, was 
it was fun. And then that very last shot, we uh, we were all dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> There is, so, any, yeah. Uh, it, it I, was so good. I don't want to ruin it because it really, so I think good. by the time this comes out, you should have seen it. I mean, it's on Netflix for God's sake; it's very easy. But the moment, like, like if you're on the fence right now, I'm going to sell you on this movie. There's a great kill at the end of the film, and it involves a person being trapped in a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious and satisfying. It is perfect. I'm going to tell you right now. This and Jackass are my two favorite movies I've seen this year. <laughs> I love it. I Without mean, out question. I had such a good time watching it. Yeah. All right. Are we done with it? We're done. I didn't take any notes on it. I knew we would. <sighs> All right. What you bringing to the table? Um, I got two films. I'll be quick because I know you're going to a baseball game. You did not invite me and Oksana to. That's Again, I would have went. Incorrect. I would have went. I would have had a great time. I'd be in the sun. I'd be like, you don't know how to D. act in public. Dude. You don't like I the do. sun. I'm gonna have to teach you a baseball. <laughs> I'm gonna have to teach you baseball etiquette. I don't have the time or energy for that. So would that mean I have to bring my own phone and headphones so we could both put them on and listen to? I a will be <laughs> listening to a different baseball game as I am watching an actual baseball. No, game. No, I would love to. I'd love to go out and be around people and like you know be a human. If you want to go, we can go. I'm not gonna go. You're gonna not be, today. No, but- you're gonna do your schizophrenic thing where you have headphones on and you're completely removed. I can choose a different one. No. How am I going to do that? Just, Just today, thing. both of these games are at the exact same time. What do you want me to do? No, we got a lot of it's work. It's the to opening do it weekend of college baseball. And you know, I love a niche sport. <laughs> All right. Well, again, you if you're a fan of the show and fan of found footage, you might be wondering, hey, we didn't mention found footage February at all. Well, uh, that's because uh, we didn't watch anything this week. <laughs> but I, no, I'm joking. I crammed something in last minute. I'm going to get through that really quick. Uh, Oksana, what is the, what is the names of this movie? <laughs> so I wrote them down. Oh, thank you. Um, on Amazon, it's La Parte Oscura, but when you click on it, it's the shadow side, and then when you look it up on Letterboxd, it's the Devil's Shadow. Ooh. So I picked this movie because it had a foreign title, which I was then it also had two English titles, so I felt a little gypped, but uh, mainly because it was under an hour long. And I could cram it in before here. So um, this is a Zoom call horror movie again. We we got five very pretty people. And uh, man, the more I watch these like Zoom kind of like Zencaster, if you're talking to us, like style horror movies, the more I appreciate Host. Every single time. It's like, man, Host was really good. That's what I end up walking away uh with an impression of i believe the next best one that i enjoyed was control alt trick treat was that the name of it yeah again i don't know what the fuck happened to that movie but i enjoyed it um it's it's pretty on now i'm not gonna say it's on par with host the kills weren't as good but it i enjoyed that film anyway this one with three titles i can't remember uh, the notes I took down are there are five very pretty people, which just I you know I point that out because it feels very studio. Also, they were doing the um, slasher thing of they're all a type of person. So we had uh, the lead girl who had her quirky hipster haircut. Where um, you know how remember when it was popular in the early aughts for uh, pretty girls to wear giant ugly glasses, oh, and, yeah. and it's like still oh, is look, with me. <laughs> 
the thing is, it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, how do they pull that off? And it's like, well, because they're pretty. Anybody who's fucking pretty can look like a fucking idiot. That's called fashion. Gas station fashion. <laughs> and uh, so that's one character. Another one we have is the straight guy, which means he's kind of rude and inappropriate and ultimately boring and not a part of the plot. Then we have yeah. the gay guy. Who's uh, like the straight guy, but just uh, a better person. Then we have the rival chick, which means she's also hot and kind of talented, but uh, they have a kind of kinetic relationship. And then we have the nerd girl, who's really helpful and available, but ultimately not uh, given all the attention she deserves. Um, These characters basically sit around and Marvel, as our lead character, is the only one home alone during the lockdown. And she's experiencing paranormal activity. And uh, that's about like two or three fourths of this movie. I will say that they do something interesting where a lot of it is mixed media. We see a lot of our lead uh, like on a one of the reasons I loved Unfriended was they didn't fake anything. So when they're online searching, it's Google. Yeah. This one, they made up everything and it's so distracting, but it's whatever. It is nice that she does like uh, TikTok and other videos. Like it, it mixes it up. She walks around her house a lot, so we're not trapped on that screen. She makes calls to her mom that looks like Meg Foster now, a very wrinkly, probably once pretty, but uh, she shouldn't have rode the motorcycle as long as she did. You go to that Meg Foster well. A I, lot, I love it, brother. Hey, honestly, her in a Rob Zombie movie, like in what was that movie we hated? Thirty One. Uh, name another one <laughs> honestly you know i gotta be i i donated to the kickstarter and i got that ripoff Frazetta poster i still love that damn poster it's fucking expensive though anyway meg foster should it should have been a better match yeah yeah i, I don't know uh, in this film we do a lot of that it's just it's like host but nothing's going on none of the other characters really get any airtime. we're with this one and she has these dreams and she's like i'm having a nightmare i think i'm possessed but the demon looks like me it's like, okay, cool. That's kind of interesting. It doesn't really go anywhere. Um, like in uh, the Tejas Massacre, a lot of BGM in this film. And the problem is this is a fucking found footage movie. And it's fucking, it's holding your hand down every hallway. So that's kind of annoying. Um, it gets interesting in the final moments of the movie where she contacts a dude that everybody warns her against. He's got a bachelor. He's a bachelor in mythology and occultism. Mm. And he kind of counsels her online and tells her to do all this weird shit in her house to keep the demon out. Um, the best part of this movie, this is a spoiler. I don't know if you're going to, what was the four titles of this movie? Devil's, the shadow side. The sh- okay, good enough. <laughs> Take Devil's it on shadow. the shadow side. Okay, so, you know, skip ahead here if you're going to watch it. But uh, the the dude helping her over Zoom. <laughs> At the end of the movie, he just explodes. Oh, <laughs> there's no setup for it, and the explosion is not practical. It's just blood on the screen. He like leans into the camera like he's gonna say something to. <laughs> he explodes, and there's an audio cue. It's it's the best thing in the movie, right? And then uh, she, you know, gets possessed and dies. Um, As they all do. again, found footage February. Again, we love found footage here. Exploding experts in uh, questionable uh, lines of academia are my favorite thing. And last but not least, I hooked up with our uh, overlook compadre Terrell, and uh, we went out and watched. We all know it was coming. We all watched the movie, (laughs) The Cursed. We were uh, we were three of five people in the theater. Uh, I took some notes. This movie. The I other knew. horror movie out this weekend. Yeah, right? That, no, no, that got no, no marketing. One. T- 
terrible poster, by the way. It's got fangs on there. It's like, what are we doing? A vampire? Metal teeth. A werewolf? Yeah. Me- silver teeth. I don't like silver teeth. Eh? Um, silver teeth. Also, we forgot to mention, uh, Fede Alvarez co-wrote the new Texas Chainsaw. Produced it. Who were who, who we talking to? Was it uh, Maximiliano? Maximiliano. Yeah. We should hit him up and be like, hey, tell Fede to come fuck Fede! with Fede! We got to talk. Anyway. You told him Fede cheese? <laughs> I don't think he'll come on the show if we make terrible jokes like that over an email. He'll get it. Anyway, um, so Sean Ellis wrote and directed a reimagination, a reimagining reimagination. of, of uh, the werewolf mythology. And uh, this, oh boy. this fool did another movie, that uh, The Broken, which was part of the uh, Eight Films to Die For festival. Do you remember all those DVDs that came out? Of course I do. Yeah, he did one of Nightmare those. Nightmare Man. Um, so, it's the only one I remember. I'm going to try and get through this a little quick. There's a lot to talk about, though. Um, we open up with the World War One scene. Oh, boy. Trench warfare. Love it. Brutal. Agent Orange is deployed. Everybody's got old school masks. Agent and- Orange was... World War One mustard gas was deployed. Yeah, <laughs> everybody <laughs> fucking Vietnam, dude. Everybody had uh, masks on, and it was dude. Set design beautiful. The trenches looked horrifying, and it's just like holy shit. What are we doing? Like, we're, what is this movie? There's a lot of energy. You're just excited in the theater. Nobody saw this. Nobody heard of this. And we're gonna watch it. We're going through wars on. People are rushing. Um, dude gets lit up by a machine gun. Brought back to a medic tent. There's a shot where he's being uh, moved on a stretcher past all the people in beds. They're all being amputated. Oh boy, legs are coming off. Dude, beautiful practical effects. They put him on a table. There's a doctor. He's been shot up. He's like, I'm going to have to pull the bullets out. I'm sorry. Gets these pliers, rips the bullets out. There's, n- They don't even give him a knot to bite down on. Mm. Beautiful scene. He pulls one out, pulls another one out. The g- Dude, beautiful practical effects. You could feel these fucking bullets. The third one, he's like, uh, there's something else in here. He's reaching around and he pulls out a giant silver bullet. And you're like, what? what? Is this like a army of werewolves? Is there like a troop? And then... We never come back. We we abandon World War One. Now we're we're somewhere in the early 1900s, maybe late 1800s, and there's a large mansion. Um, again, the set, the cinematography, everything. There's money here. There's talent here, and holy shit, man! I it's so boring. Mm. There's just a lot of nothing. We we see a, a voluptuous blonde get half naked at a tub, I'm kneeling down. We get a lot of side boob. Love a dude comes in. No words are exchanged. He awesome. leaves. <laughs> We're like, okay, what are we doing? Uh, that kind of sets the tone for the movie. Mm. Then at night, a couple of children sneak down, and they see their dad, who's clearly a uh, important member of this community. He's got everybody else who's important there. Uh, they're all sitting at a table talking about what to do. Gypsies have shown up. Oh, I love it. They have a deed. <laughs> they're laying claim to the land. And all of these important white dudes are like, what the fuck are we going to do? And then the uh, father from the local church says, I've been in this situation before. What we should do is hire mercenaries and just kill them. Of course. <laughs> what else are you going to do? It's like, thank you for your, for your holy guidance. Uh, let's do that. So cut to a scene. No, this is th- I'm really talking just to get to this moment. We get a long shot on a gypsy camp. We're up on a hill looking down on them. It's a cool camp. It's very contained. Looks realistic. There's a lot of people running around, a lot of life, children, people. 
And over the hill comes a, uh, again, we're, we're back in a Western. It looks like the fucking Billy the Kid and all his gang. They're rolling up. They got torches. Everybody down in the town, you know, we're doing cross cuts here. Back in the gypsy town, everybody's like, well, what the fuck is that? And they're all looking up. Well, the, the people start riding down. One of them says, hey, you got to leave now. We're not giving you the land. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's our land. And then they get shot. One, one dude rides up with a revolver, shoots somebody. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this scene is because it's a long shot continuous there's no cut and we see about 12 dudes on horses ride down and it's just mayhem it was good eye candy everything like it's one of those things where when you watch a war scene if you're kind of a dick like i am and you're looking for the problems you can see a couple of like not perfectly timed people falling down but overall man it's a fucking it's a cool moment and you're like maybe there's some hope in this movie well what ends up happening is that uh Actually, there's a cool moment where the dude comes down, sets up a table, and he has a ledger book, and he starts like uh, figuring out the bounty because they're just you know murdering and robbing these people. And uh, there's the old lady who's clearly the one with the magic powers. She's left, and uh, this other dude who they cut off all his limbs, tie him to a cross, and make him a scarecrow. That was a cool moment. Uh, the lady is furious. She digs up her um, dentures, which are made of silver, and uh, bites somebody. No, that doesn't happen. She hides them. She buries them. Mm-hmm. And uh, she puts a curse on the land. So what happens is, of course, the uh, father of the family, his son finds the teeth with his friends, becomes a... Here's the thing. We're reimagining the werewolf. The uh, silver teeth are supposed to be the uh, silver that was paid to Judas to be oh, a traitor. Snap. So it's kind of interesting. Um, 30 pieces, I've been told. It was 30 pieces. They say that a few times in the movie. That's right. I've read the Bible. So they melted them down and made fangs that when you bite people, they turn into werewolves. That's kind of well, cool. Not quite werewolves. Uh, do you remember that little movie we talked about on the show? Uh, which, thank you for pointing this out, Oksana. Amityville Poltergeist? Yes. <laughs> do you remember the problem with Amityville Poltergeist where the cover had like a... Gargoyle. Uh, it had like a descent gargoyle. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't show up in the movie. I know Gargoyle. Well, I know why. Because they were all in this movie. They were busy. They were all casted in this fucking film. We got Gargoyle werewolves. The werewolves are not werewolves. They are Mm. large, gray, muscular things that run on all four that look like the cover of Amityville Poltergeist. Very CG. (sighs) Here's the thing. The practical in this movie. There's a moment where they catch one and they kill it and they cut it open. Like a Pokemon? And here's the thing. If you turned into a werewolf, if you turned into a large gargoyle, like Bronx from the cartoon show, and we caught you, killed you, cut you open, there's a baby Clark in there. But it looks just like you, but like you've been born, except that you're not right. So we have to kill that. You die twice. Oh, It's really cool. What if baby Hitler was in there? (laughs) We'd have to kill him (laughs) twice. And here's the thing. It's grotesque. It's all practical. And it's a lot of fun. And then most of the movie is not. It's the complete opposite. A lot of CG fire going. There's a lot of candles. You would like this movie. There's no CG fire in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, there's none. There's a lot in this film. There's Mm. a lot of CG gargoyle men, too. There is CG fucking everything in this movie. Also, this movie's two hours long. Also, this movie would be great if it wasn't two hours long. Also, this movie (laughs) is enjoyed by the critics. Now, here's the thing. If we're going to appreciate screenplay writing, you can't even do that here. So what you really are appreciating is just the thought of like trying to rework the werewolf thing, which I think could have worked. 
it was pretty interesting. But critics might think, uh, you know, there's a um, attack on the free market maybe here where civilization is pushing out like the rightful landowners. Where if we think back to uh, Sundance Online and we're remembering the previous people, there's a little virtue signaling going on. And uh, you only have to tune in for 10 minutes to get there. So I think that's probably where the critics turned it off. They're like, meh. It was cool. 74%. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. What is... Yep. Well, the audience score is really high, too. It's like 68. Again, the five Ooh, people that off. went... <laughs> I'll tell you, of, of the, uh, the anecdotal evidence I have, five people in our crowd, we made up three of them, one of them left uh, 10 minutes before the ending. Which, again, Terrell calls that a walkout. I don't know. Oh, I should mention, there's some jump scares in this movie. Very good. Incredible. We all jumped and screamed. How many stars? What do you think? Three. Why? Because I heard you talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, in a week, I'm going to forget I watched this movie. Yeah. It's three. I almost went three and a half. I'm like, no, it feels more like a three. Okay, I'll tell you that what changes from a three and a three and a half is if you were like, dude, I kind of want to watch it. Let's watch it. A three and a half, I'll be like, okay. Yeah. A three, I'll be like, oh, I, I can't do it. And this is a one and done. Yeah. No, I'm not coming back. Okay. All right. We did it. Anything else? Any closing commentary? No. Again, um, if you made it this far, uh, look up all the unnamed footage festival stuff. It should be out, hopefully. And chicken surprise, go don't help Connor out. Chicky, go listen to that episode. Also, Ryan Prowse. Yes, uh, we had him on the show. Go listen to that too. Yep. Uh, because was that the first movie that uh, our new Leatherface was in? I remember it was the first time I had ever seen him in a movie. No, he's been a ton of shit. Yeah, but uh, I mean, that's a dude. Low Life is fantastic. I've seen Low Life like four times. Dude, it's great. It's really good. Still All haven't right. seen it. <laughs> really? I started it and I never finished it. Wait, hold on, Randy. Are you coming out for the festival? Yeah, I'm flying out uh, for that whole week. I fly in right. the Sunday before, and then I fly out the following Monday. So, if you don't like found footage, come hang out with Randy. Also, we're going to force him to watch Low Life. Also, the following Monday after the festival, I've got jury duty, baby. Are you going to go? Nice. Well, I got to call in the night before. Now, see, see if my number has been selected. Uh, you know, I told Clark this that uh, I've been getting jury duty summons for years now. I've never even attempted to show up. Yeah. I feel terrible about it. If I'm, I just wanted to get that off. My I'm chest. already in a legal battle with uh, San Mateo County. <laughs> here's the here's the thing. So. If you if you need a jury at some point in the future, you better hope I'm on it because <laughs> I have the fucking scale of justice on my back at all times. I never get them. (laughs) Allegedly. Uh, Now, we do have Randy's nice little sign-off now, so I will not throw it to Randy. Instead, we're doing a curveball here. Oksana, take us home. Get your UF badges at Film Freeway. (laughs) Bye. Terrible. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, 
Facebook at The Overlook Hour and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Statt. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.